Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Um, You'll notice that I changed the title to Empowered Practices and that's really just in the spirit of a lot of reflection at the end of last year which I talked about in the previous episode. So if you want a full story on that you can check out the previous episode but long story short after some reflection it just felt in greater alignment for me to focus less on these sharing common questions that we all have along the way um, and so in the spirit of that I st- I'm starting this season off with a series called the it's okay series and the previous episode the first episode in this series went over the idea that it's okay to let go of something if it's no longer serving you with the idea that um, to check in if you did set some New Year's resolutions or specific goals with hard deadlines and show updates and to just be with that a bit. So that's really what we covered in our first episode and today I'm coming at you with episode two and that is it's okay to be here again. <laughs> Whatever that means for you, right? So maybe it means, oh, I'm here again. You know, not going to the gym every day or I'm here again eating a particular way that doesn't feel good in my body or I'm here again judging and criticizing myself or judging and criticizing others or maybe if you have dealt with some chronic health issues or symptoms that are uncomfortable, maybe I'm here again means these symptoms are popping up again. And I can relate to this one right now. It's pretty resonant for me. Um, Toward the end of last year, I started experiencing some symptoms with my health and they were lingering and they were heavily influential in my becoming more internal and introspective and really reflecting on if and where my life was out of balance and how I could let go of things or uh, ask for the support I needed to bring it back into balance. And that's a journey that's still fresh for me now. Um, I dropped a program that I was in as a result of that and I changed up how I was working as a result of that. And I've really been intentional about how I'm approaching everything that I do as a result of that. And I shared a little bit about this in the previous episode, but um, one of the primary focuses that I have right now is just bringing a more feminine approach into all that I do. Whereas historically, uh, my approach has been very masculine. So for those of you listening who are like, what is this feminine masculine business? they're two energies, you know, opposing but um, collaborative, I guess you could say, or interacting energies that we all have regardless of our gender. And, um, and I've noticed for myself and, and I, many other women have shared a similar story in that they've taken on the idea that driving up our masculine energy, which, you know, holds the qualities of being very outward and in the world and bright and sometimes aggressive and pushing and forcing and taking action and doing and taking charge and leading. Um, And of course, none of these qualities are good or bad. They're neutral, but they can become out of balance. And 
I think especially for myself being in a woman's body um, and not honoring the balance, the other side of that, the feminine, I really started to feel that. And I think what took me so long to realize it, and I say what took me so long is because I've been feeling subtle symptoms of over-pushing and over-forcing and overdoing for probably a good 10 years now. And I wasn't changing. And when it comes to behavior change in any way, when we look at any aspect of our lives, I think what we have to ask ourselves is, especially if we know that the behavior or the pattern um, is causing us pain or harm in some way or imbalance in some way, yet we keep doing it, I think we have to ask ourselves, what is the payoff? Or what what am I getting out of this? And for me, what I noticed by showing up in that way is that I had made the connection that if I show up in this way, very outward and aggressive and ambitious and goal-oriented, that that is synonymous with being successful, with being hardworking, and that hardworking is equal to being a good person. Um, And when I say those things out loud and really examine them, I don't believe them. But that's how subtle and how tricky many of these subconscious beliefs that we hold are. They slide through and influence how we do everything all the time. Um, So I noticed those things coming up for me. And so I've just been in a practice of being very internal and watching, watching when those things come up, watching when emotional triggers come up and asking myself what's underneath that. And so I've just been in this space of examining these beliefs Um, and I would encourage you if you're experiencing a lot of emotional turmoil or especially the primary symptom for me was physical burnout. So if you keep finding yourself in a space of physical burnout time and time again, and you've taken physical actions or put into place physical remedies for this burnout, for example, maybe you've backed off of some harsh exercise or really intensive exercise and found a way to... Um, moderate that. You've found a way to bring in more nourishment, maybe through food and rest, um, in social connection or in support. If you've done some of these physical, tangible things and the burnout isn't going away, we probably have to go to deeper levels of examination. So once we get those physical structures in place, which aren't to be overlooked, they're extremely powerful. And I felt more energy coming into me and more vitality coming into me almost immediately when I made some of these changes. And I think that's why my burnout was so subtle and progressive and long lasting because I was making some changes all along the way. I just wasn't going to the depths with it. So anyway, once we've got the physical structures in place, we can begin to examine maybe emotional structures. What's coming up for you? Is it a constant state of sort of this undercurrent of anxiety or restlessness or irritability. And with those emotions, we can trace them back to the mind's voice. What is the mind saying about these these events and how things should go? And that gets us really into what our beliefs about the world are, sort of our core beliefs about how the world should operate and how we operate in it. And sort of like expectations. When I do this, this should happen, right? So I had the idea that if I'm working as hard as I possibly can, then I should always be loved 
and appreciated for what I'm doing, that nobody would abandon me or reject me or judge me or criticize me. Um, And ultimately, really, they wouldn't leave me, that I wouldn't be left alone was really my core belief with that. That if everyone could see that I was working as hard as possible, that even though I'm flawed and imperfect, um, that they would still find a way to love me. And maybe that can be true, but when I, I noticed that when my world perspective was based on that, when I'm in the belief that that has to be true, it really runs me into the ground, and honestly, there's no guarantee. I, my mind created this idea, this illusion of controlling how other people see me and controlling the love and appreciation of others, um, but that actually didn't actually, like, come to fruition throughout this whole time of forcing and pushing and uh, running my body into the ground and not listening and not softening, people still left my life. I was still hurt. I was still abandoned. I was still judged and criticized. And I did all of these things to other people as well. Um, So what I would want to say, what I would like to say about the idea that it's okay to be here again is that If you're here again, whatever that means for you, it's because it's a part of your growth journey. It's because it's necessary for you to move through it. And not like Groundhog's Day, not just to keep repeating the same events over and over again, but because each time that we're quote unquote here again, we are more resourced. We've learned a little bit more. We've changed a little bit in some way. And I think the universe, or however you want to look at it, however you define this the sort of all-pervading force that's guiding us, um, wants us to see that, wants us to see our growth, wants us to see the lessons that we've learned, and perhaps to see where the lessons or opportunities still lie. So for me, with my most current flare-up in, um, in symptoms... Some of the lessons that I've learned is speaking up when something doesn't feel okay. For much of my life, I wanted so badly to be loved again. And I thought that, you know, pushing myself and showing up for others and working as hard as I can guarantee that love. So when I started to feel the edges of burnout, I didn't voice that. I didn't say, hey, can we do this another time? Can I talk to you about your symptoms another time? Can I give you a bodywork session at another time? time? Can we get together for this social engagement at another time? I didn't find a way to speak my truth and to honor that. And instead, I just shoved it down, put a smile on my face and said, yep, we can do it. And the the anger and the resentment really began to build in my system. And probably no surprise, I'm experiencing some liver stuff now because that's the organ with anger. <laughs> So it will build up and it will manifest if we don't express it, right? If we don't bring a voice to it. So that's one of the lessons that I learned and I began communicating and it was terrifying at first to face that belief of if I speak my truth, this person may not like what I have to say. They may not want to hang around me anymore. We, our, rela- our relationship may change. I may not feel as valuable to them. Um, I had to face all of those things in examining this. Um, Another lesson that I've that I am learning right now, probably the most potent and pervasive one, is that it's okay to rest. 
it's okay to have a quote-unquote down period. Um, what keeps coming up for me in my meditation is that it's a period of incubation. So I'm just kind of imagining myself in this, like, <laughs> under these heated lamps and receiving this warm healing presence and nourishment that I've been, that's always been possible, a possibility, but I've been pushing away for years. And so the time that my body needs is longer than it may have been 10 years ago to heal and to rejuvenate and to restore. And that can be very scary, especially again, when my perspective of the world is based on the idea that I have to show up and be loud and be present and be active, actively involved um, to be worthy, to be part of life, to be seen as valuable. Um, so that's something I've been examining and aware of, and I've been quieter, and I've been posting on social media less, and I've been doing less overall, and I've just allowed a more feminine approach to my day, which means a little less rigidity, a little less routine, a little more flow and spontaneity, and maybe spending time immersed in one thing and kind of letting the hours pass and maybe not as many boxes to check off at the end of the day, right? Maybe not as many tasks completed. And so my mind sees that as failure still because it's conditioned to see the more that I got done, the more valuable I am, the more successful I am. However, my whole body and my heart have taken some of the deepest, fullest sighs of relief and peace um, that I've maybe, that's meaningful to me. Um, and it's enough to keep me going. It's enough to keep me showing up moment by moment for this practice of not being so scheduled and busy and doing and active in the world. And yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar. It's uncharted territory for me. And so my mind sees this as a potential death, right? Uncertainty lingers around every corner. I don't know what's going to happen. And the truth is that's true for no matter how we approach our lives. We don't know what's going to happen. We could have everything planned out. We could have goals to check off for every single month, every quarter, every year, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a retirement plan. And that might give us a sense of grounding and for some it may be supportive in that it gives them a springboard from which to take action but it can also be a major distraction and it can also be a major expectation builder that can lead to some tremendous like catastrophic disappointment if we're so attached to this one linear plan and it doesn't come to fruition <sighs> so <laughs> That rant, um, that uh, string of thoughts coming at you just to give you permission to be here again, no matter what number of times you've been here again, um, no matter how many times it's come up for you and you've pushed through and ignored and just gone on like every other day um, as if we're supposed to be the same exact person or same exact set of energies and ideas and thoughts every single day. Um, even if this time feels quote unquote worse 
that are more severe than times past and you've been working really quote unquote hard and trying really hard and applying these things in your life, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It, it doesn't mean that you're backsliding. And really what we have to bring to that is just a gentle, compassionate awareness. Take a few breaths, get still, do something that brings you back into a neutral place and gets you out of the fear, survival mind, and then try to examine it from a neutral place. Do I feel more resourced this time? Does this time feel different in any way? Has the, the intensity changed? Has the length of time changed? What am I learning from it this time around? And honoring this, acknowledging this, how can I move forward with a greater awareness and respect for it? So that's what I would share with you as a practice to keep in mind, as a reflection to keep in mind for now. And sending you so much peace and love and the energy of possibility. Until next time.